0: Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this who guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Calder, North Calder, North Calder, guy. guy. and and Shill,
1: podcast.
0: What the, what the Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of NorCal and Shill. We have a very special guest today. It's Siobhan Wong. You can find her on Twitter at Wong underscore. She has a website, which is www.siobhanwong.com. She happens to have a virtual modeling agency known as Gen V Agency. You can find it at www.genv.com. Agency. You can find her great 3D works on Foundation and Super Rare. Siobhan got into fashion photography ten years ago and developed quite an impressive resume. She's an ambassador for Fujifilm, included in the Forbes 30 Under 30 Asia list for 2020. Her clients include Sephora, Lancome, Cosmopolitan HK. She's an NFT Asia Discord admin. She's been a great community leader, and she's a practitioner of Krav Maga. Everyone, please welcome Siobhan Wong. Hey, Siobhan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm
1: good. I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm glad you could make it. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yeah, I mean, like. It's it's fun. I like doing podcasts, I like doing interviews, so here we are and, and yeah, flattered that you thought of me. It's it's very nice. So yay.
0: Well I I mean, you're definitely top priority and had to have you on.
1: Well as it should be. But <laughs> <laughs> again, thank you.
0: <laughs> well, let's start it off. Do you use a hardware wallet with your MetaMask account?
1: I feel I should lie about this. <laughs> 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 but I don't. Well, I mean, I do have a ledger, and I am pretty good about putting as much of my earnings into the ledger as soon as possible. So my MetaMask generally don't have that much money to start with. Also, it prevents us uh, to shopping. <laughs> but it is not directly linked to my MetaMask Just because I don't know, I I, I got lazy to set up, and like, and, and I heard that every time you want to move something or do something, you gotta you need the the ledger, and to be honest, the ledger kind of makes me nervous when I use it. So, so it's not directly linked, but I do put my money into it and bulk of it as soon as I earn them. So that's pretty good practice. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, as long as you just keep a small amount on your MetaMask just for minting or small purchases, I think that's fine, and keep the majority of it on your hardware wallet. That's pretty good practice.
1: Yeah, but it always happens that I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll leave like maybe 0.1 in my MetaMask and I won't do shopping. So I'll definitely have enough for gas. And then like right before I mean something, I definitely go shopping. (sighs) And then I'll be like, oh my God, I have like way too little for gas. There was one time that like, Someone wanted to buy my piece of super and I was so excited and I was like, okay, I'm going to accept the offer and I realized I didn't have enough. now. I had to go to my friend and I'd be like, please, this is not a scam, but like, can you send me some E so I could accept the <laughs> offer and send it back to you?" It was really bad, really embarrassing, but that happened. <laughs> it might happen again because I'm really bad at money management. That's why I put it all the way into a ledger. But
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, well, that's, that's good. Bad. That's good. I mean, it's, it's helping you, you know, save your money.
1: Yes, it really does. Because like, yeah, I I do have a very hard rule that like any ETH that I put away, I do not pull them out for shopping. So, so yeah. That's awesome. (laughs)
0: All right. So I'm curious, what were your first thoughts when you heard about NFTs?
1: So I first heard about NFTs from my husband. And when he first told me what NFTs stood for. I just stared at him because those words really just mean nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, true. Like, yeah, <laughs> like non-partible tokens, like, great, that explains absolutely nothing. <laughs> and so my, my husband had to, like, really explain the idea about this. He gave me a few, like, he, well, he gave me an article. He said, go check out on it because, like, you do art and, like, it seems connected to you. The funny thing is my husband has been in crypto for a couple of years now. So, like, and every morning we have breakfast and every breakfast, we would, you know, talk while eating and he would ramble on and on about crypto. And I would be the supportive wife who nods and make affirmative sounds like, mm-hmm, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> so I was
0: never really that
1: really interested. Yes, yes, like, mm, wow, that is so cool. Yes, mm, yummy. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, like, I was never really interested. Because, like, like, crypto, generally even, like, normal money is this. I always found it very difficult, very boring, very technical. And like crypto's just technical to the next level, right? right? So I never really got into it. But like when my husband first told me about NFTs, I was like, well, you know, the first time I was like, eh, whatever. The second time I was like, okay, okay, I'll go do a bit of research about it. So I did. And it was interesting. And I do have a very addictive personality. So once I start something, I kind of just go all the way in so that was really what happened in february i just went paid first and just never came up for hair i was just like okay cool i'm gonna try nfts and that is what i'm gonna be doing literally every day now and so yeah my first thoughts were like
0: holy crap confusing
1: but eventually you know it was a very interesting concept and like i, I could see the potential that it could help artists so yeah
0: yeah well that's cool i mean it is kind of i mean it's a whole new thing i mean the being able to help artists and that perpetual secondary sales back to the artists is a really nice idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that was, I thought, very attractive, very, very interesting. I think it was also very cool for like to come from a commercial side and be given the opportunity to actually sell artwork and personal work such that like people can collect it because like I come from a very commercial background, right? So people generally pay me to do the stuff they want me to do. But I've never done personal work and then have somebody want to buy it off me. So that's interesting. And yeah, Yeah. that's cool. It's very flattering.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm curious. Before you got into photography, I mean, how did you migrate over to photography, doing that professionally? Like, why did you choose to go into that?
1: Well, I mean, when I was in school, I was in IT school. And when I first graduated, I was like... I'm really bored. Like, let's do something fun. And I was like, okay, let's try doing photography. And like, it was one of those very. The year before, I had absolutely zero interest, and then the next day, I was like, that is what I want to try doing, and I'll try doing it every day. <laughs> so yeah, just I just started going into fashion photography. I remember I was flipping through some magazines and I saw some pictures. I was like, that can't be too hard. And and it was, but like I, <laughs> I decided <laughs> to do it. So. I dragged my sister to a studio, I bought my ex-boyfriend's camera and I went to the studio and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, can you help me out? And yeah, that was my first shoot. And I really enjoyed the experience, I thought it was very fun. So I just continued doing it. And, you know, people ask me like, when did it become a career? And for me, I was very lucky in that sense that it was a very... Gradual thing. So, like, it wasn't a day the next day where I was like, okay, this is not my career. It's the, I started as a hobby and then, you know, I started getting small jobs here and there and then people were paying me for it. And then suddenly I was getting paid like a salary. Like, you know, every month I'll be like, okay, and you get more. And it's like, oh, wait, this is a job. I guess this is my job now. So, <laughs> right, so
0: that right. happened.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's actually a good way to, you know, to get into something that's, I mean, you turned a hobby that you enjoyed into a career.
1: Yeah, I'm very fortunate that I was able to do that. It was, I know that a lot of people aren't able to get the opportunity to do so, but like I had very supportive parents because like, I mean, the first few years I wasn't like earning big bucks, right? But like I knew that no matter what, I had a home to go back to, there'd be food in the fridge, there'd be a date to live in, you know? So like I never had to like, oh, no, I need a 95 job to get a very stable salary. I was able to. And figure my way around the industry so that I could, you know, make my spot. And yeah, that was that. But like, I'm very thankful that I had a lot of support along the way.
0: Right. Yeah, that is very nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what other jobs have you done besides being a fashion photographer and artist?
1: I scooped ice cream. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that was a part-time job. Yeah, I scooped ice cream for about six months and. The only reason why I quit was because I felt like I was getting fatter because I was eating all the free ice cream.
0: Uh- <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an awesome perk, <laughs> but yeah, I could see the the downside of that perk.
1: No, so like the reason why I did the job was because like it was very near my house and, and the ice cream was great, but like the pay was shit. So like I was like, <laughs> if the pay is going to be shit, then I'm going to eat the free ice cream. So I ate a lot <laughs> and then six months later, I was like, Shit, the showing isn't it. So I was like, I need to quit. So I quit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. I'm curious, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Mm,
1: I think a panda. Because it's Asian and I'm Asian and it's kind of dopey and I'm fairly dopey. And it's clumsy. And I'm also, well, I'm not really naming really good things. It's cute and I'm cute. (laughs) Yeah, so... I don't know. I relate. It's like I relate to that animal. It's very cute and silly. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, I like it. I like it. I mean, you do have some. I mean, your super rare video had you know was cute and funny and and dopey. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it fits. It fits.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nice.
0: <laughs> All right. So if you could chill someone else's work, who would it be?
1: Well, this is a. Uh hard question because i'm fans of so many people's work but i mean generally i have a community here in the nft scene called nft asia where it's just you know Mm -hmm. like asians doing nfts that's the name (laughs) for the name so i think every time i have an opportunity to share someone's work it's just always people from that discord because there's just so many talented people in there and i feel like because a lot of them have like the struggle with language, the struggle of just not being in the, exposed to the right country with the right mediums and the right information, they are not as able to be seen in the NFT scene because, I mean, the focus is all generally still very westernized, right? right? So whenever I am able to shield, I always try and point them out because there's just so many really hugely talented people in, in our Discord and yeah, so I kind of just rotate through whoever I can think of at the moment and it will be them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's just so many. There's so many.
0: Yes. Would there be anyone outside the NFT space like, hey, go buy this person's work that's not in the current space? Mm,
1: well, I mean, the thing is, I was never in the art world. I've never done... Like, I've always been in the commercial world, right? So, like, I've never really... Done my research on the art world and the people who are in the fine art side. So, to be honest, probably not. But, like, my favorite photographer is Tim Walker, if that helps. So, maybe him, if he ever does NFTs. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he does NFTs, like, it'll be amazing. Like, his work is crazy. I love
0: it. Oh, I have to go look at it.
1: Mm, I'll send you a link later. Oh, <laughs>
0: yes, please, please do. So I'm curious also, what the best advice you've been given?
1: That asking is free. I think I've learned a lot in my photography journey and in photography where like, you know, I think, and a lot of the lessons I've learned translates very well over to the NFT side where I feel like it's one of those things where as creatives, we all want to be that creative where one day you know we just do our work and then a spotlight shines on us and then it's like and then everybody knows who we are we become billionaires and we're (laughs) we're done for life right (laughs) but like i feel like the the chances of that happening in real life is is just such a low percentage and that so many of us having our banking on that happening to us is is just not realistic so i think it's really understanding that You can have the most amazing work out there, but if nobody knows, nobody can buy it. If they don't know you exist, they can't, you know, Mm -hmm. come to you and and tell you that, you know, I want to buy your stuff. So unfortunately it is a lot about marketing. It is a lot about putting yourself out there. And I feel like as soon as the creative understands that this is an unfortunate part of the journey that you have to accept that you have to do, Mm -hmm. then the sooner the better, because yeah, I mean it never gets fun, but it gets slightly easier, I guess. And I mean I've also learned that like you really have to put yourself out there and contact people and that asking is free. That like, you know, this person doesn't know you exist and you contact them and like if they never reply, the person continues not knowing you exist. So like it's you're not losing anything, but the, the upside is the person could realize you exist. <laughs> so like the means that there's only benefits, there's nothing bad that can out can come out of it. So, like, even in my photography journey, like, whenever I go for trips, I would try and do photo shoots there, right? And then I would send out emails to basically every stylist, every model agency I know to, like, collaborate and work together. And sometimes you look at their work and you're like, oh, man, this person is too good for me. Like, they 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 have too high credentials. Like, they probably wouldn't work with me, right? But there were a lot of times where i still send the email just like, whatever. Like, what's the worst go- that could happen, right? You just like, ignore right. no So, I just sent it and they replied, and they were like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) And I've gotten a lot of opportunities that way. I mean, when I went to New York the months before, I sent out a bunch of emails, and one of them was to Billy Porter's manager who who agreed to let me photograph him. And when I went to New York, I got a photograph of Billy Porter, and those photos were used for Vogue. So, like, all this was all connected to the email that I decided to send him, and well, thousands of other people but like most of them don't get replied But the ones that do are opportunities you otherwise would not have gotten so yeah asking is free
0: that's really good advice yeah i mean it never hurts to ask
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm yeah and yeah i mean like i think it's very easy to just assume that people wouldn't want to work with you or they're just too busy or too high level but like you know ask Let's see what they say. And then you can make a decision based on that as opposed to, you know, you just assume and it could have happened, but it didn't because you never asked.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's how, I mean, a lot of people got to me initially. I mean, I'll sometimes check the DMs and be like, oh, I I think I could help out this person with this particular question or whatever. And sometimes I'll reply back if I think it's a valid question.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I remember correctly, I tried to bribe you with beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I tried to bribe you with beer, So that worked out.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So I'm curious, if you could live or move anywhere, where would you live and why?
1: I mean, if this question was asked... Before the NFTs, before the pandemic, I think I would say New York because every time I've been there, I just love, I love the atmosphere, I love the culture, I love everything about it. But right now, I don't know, like, I think I'm realizing, I mean, I mean, I always knew that Like, I'm very fortunate to be here in Singapore, but I think sometimes it makes me realize how much more fortunate I am to be in a country like Singapore that... That supports technology. That supports the future tech. That supports crypto. That supports innovation. And yeah, as a working government, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, I think for me, I would still love to travel around to like live in different places for a couple of months, like having stints there, like six months to a year. Like my husband and I, we were discussing Bangkok, you know, Thailand, and, or like Vietnam before the pandemic hit. So, I mean, it's it's not crazy that like I I still might, but like. Yeah, I'm very appreciating Singapore right
0: now. Yeah, they're doing a great job with technology and stuff over there. I mm. wish that sometimes I lived over there, but that is not the situation currently.
1: Maybe, maybe one day you can come and then we'll eat a lot and get fed together.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always down to eat. I'm down to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Singapore's great.
0: Singapore's great. Yeah, I, I definitely want to visit.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping you better come. <laughs> and like, if you come, you better tell me. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah, I definitely no, will. I upset. Definitely will. I'm not keeping very a secret. I'll
1: just, just block you off Twitter. Like, how dare? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just post pictures. Like, hey, I was here, and you're like, oh, that guy.
1: I don't like him anymore. Take away my bride. No more beautiful. for <laughs> you.
0: So, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you were older?
1: I think when I was a kid. I never really knew. I think I just I just knew I wanted to be someone creative. I mean, there was a period where I wanted to be a vet, but everybody wanted to be a vet because everybody loves animals. Right. But I think mainly I've always been creative my whole life, and which I think helped my very Asian parents because like they knew what to expect. It wasn't a surprise that like ah want to do art now. You
0: know. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like, they
1: knew because that's all I was doing was art since I was young. So I think I always wanted to be a creative. It's always very interesting because people, you know, when I did photography, people ask me, oh, is this what you want to do forever? Because you seem to be doing well in it, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember I would always tell people like, I don't know, man, forever is kind of long. Like, (laughs) how do I know? Because things change, right? Right, right. And and I think at the heart, I, I just know that I like doing creative stuff. So it doesn't really matter how it is expressed. I mean, of course, it does matter a little, but like, I don't know, like I could end up doing pottery or sculpting or so many other mediums because all of them are just tools, right? And, right? and for me, it's just learning a tool and then being able to do whatever I want with it after, which is part of being creative. So yeah, just nothing musical because I have seems like all my talent went visual and I have nothing for, for the music <laughs> side.
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Siobhan, that's all the questions I have right now. And I just want to... Say thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate thank it.
1: Thank you again for having me. Aww. This was fun. Thanks for having me. So that's that. Unless you come to Singapore and not tell me, then nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will. I will let you know if, when I come.
1: <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Looking forward to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hopefully. Hopefully. in that, Well, I got some young kids, but maybe after a couple of years, they grow up.
1: I think Singapore is pretty good for young kids. I mean, I think. We have Universal Studios, maybe.
0: It might be. I it might know. be, guys. So. It just depends on <laughs> I, <maybe>. uh, <laughs> the plain red. The plain red is more what I'm worried about.
1: Oh, yeah. that That is long.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a little long. teeny bit long Like Yeah. Okay, I get it. Fine. <laughs> maybe in a few years
0: then. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, I hope you have a great day.
1: You too. You too.
0: Thank you. You, <laughs> thank you. We'll talk soon.
1: Okay. Bye
0: bye. Bye. Who is this guy?
1: Who is this guy? Who
0: is this guy? Who Nor- is this guy? Who is this guy? North cow guy. North Nor- cow guy. North Nor- guy. North Nor- cow guy. North Nor- cow guy. North Nor- 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 cow guy. North North and chill podcast show. It's chill time. Norcal and, and, and shill. Podcast What the shill What the shill Norcal and shill. Podcast So, with shill chill time Norcal and shill. Podcast What the shill What the shill